Have you charted all of this out into a nice presentation that you can get? I have not. I have not created a uh, pie chart or bar graph yet. <laughs> it's still in the form of uh, strings and tacks on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like I'm hunting a serial killer. Yarn. It's yeah. like I'm hunting a serial killer. It's all those weird, like those that completely indecipherable mess it, that you see on on cop shows. Is it still only limited to the one wall? Has it currently? It's on one to corner yet. It's on one or wall. Gone to the ceiling. <laughs> is it, well, it's you know my apartment. I've got tall ceilings, so it's it's a, it's a big wall. <laughs> Episode two sixty one. One one one. Oops! I left that. I left that button accidentally got pushed when transporting the equipment. That's the echo. That's interesting. I'm just trying to arrange my area over here. You got things all moved I'm, up. Like your microphone not being in front of your mouth. <laughs> trying to get stuff. <laughs> You, uh, you, all had of, the, you had the studio pulled apart for the first time in two years, and now we're putting it yeah, back right. together. And I'm all of to, all of the wires that to normally area. run behind Craig's laptop that were previously bent in the shape of the back of Craig's laptop <laughs> were all cattywampus. They're all in my way. Mm-hmm. They're all up in my space. They're all all in your stuff. One one okay. One, one. That was the thing Jeez, I was that talking about. Me. Um. <laughs> See, if we had been able to hook up to the sound system in Andocon, I could have used that. Nice. I'm Craig. I'm Mike. And, and here we are. Yeah, here we go. Post-Andocon, Kickstarter underway, special guest in the studio. Here he is. You see me bowing, my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. Just too wide and nerdy. Hello, Owen. Welcome. Hi. It's Owen, my graphic designer. <laughs> Who Mike's actually new, is white and nerdy. Yes, Mike's new best friend. Thank you in advance for everything that you're doing that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> that is going to hopefully make the layout <laughs> process a little little less painful for you this time around. Yeah, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't worry, I have Mike, I have the manuscript. Mike, we need to talk. The manuscript is going to him. Um and you're getting the InDesign template to him, and I've got directions for him. And included in the directions are both your email address and your phone number. Awesome. <laughs> so you guys will be in touch. Um, yeah, Owen. What are you? What are you doing, man? <laughs> Usually, you've stopped that by then. Oh, I was talking too oh, much. Okay. Um, so, Mike, go ahead. You want to make? You can't ju- blame that on the cables. You want to have fun with that name? <laughs> you want to have the fun with the name Owen? You said you wanted to. Um. Sure. I asked him if he had seen a movie. Evan! <laughs> Evan! 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 What? Give me a soda with some ice in it. Evan, hurry up, Mama. Chap, chap, Owen, come on. All right. All right. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You were writing a letter. No, Mama. You're ready to tell them to take me away. You want them to take me away. I'm, I'm writing a, a story for class. I'm taking Mama, a nice class. I don't class. want them to take you away. Yes, you do. Owen loves his mama. Owen loves his mama. Owen loves his mama. And he sees the uh, package of lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there next to the Pepsi. Ah! I had a terrible nightmare! Louis Armstrong was trying to kill me! <laughs> After he blasts the with trumpet, the trumpet in, her in her ear, <laughs> stabs her with the scissors. Your friend fell down the stairs and think he's dead. Get him out of here before he stinks, stinks up, up the place. place. I had forgotten about that one. I'd have, I'd have looked for that one if I. Had I'm gonna take a walk. That. It's too damn sultry in here. Sultry. It's <laughs> at the end when the, the night the night was sultry. Well, that's because it starts out of he's trying to think of Billy Crystal as Brighter's Block. The night was moist, <laughs> which I think is like the first time anybody brought up that the word moist is weird and should never be said like 25 years before it became a meme on the Internet. OK, anyway, Owen, thank you for joining us. That was extended. Thank you for having me. Yes, it was. Oh, I first looked for Owen things on my uh, my sound effects app. 
Oh, and we're, I, we're I still on this. Okay. Well, it's no, it's too, it's too old. But then there, you know, so there's a whole bunch of ones like, like this. Wow, I'm Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Jeez, <laughs> it's just nothing but Owen wow. Wilson, and then there's some other British Owen thing where they're making fun of some guy named wow. Owen and saying he's shite and stuff like that. Wow. Owen is shite. I think I remember that. Wow. I have no idea what it is. What? <laughs> is that a good Owen Wilson? Wow. No. <laughs> I can't do Owen no. Wilson's voice. Anyway, um, yeah, so <laughs> Owen is one of my conspirators with the uh with Capers and is like is, is rivaling you for the contact that he's had with me during key points in the oh, Kickstarter. <laughs> where I get I get an email from you, but I get a text from Owen. It's like we're like a hundred dollars away from the next stretch goal. Oh. <laughs> You've been really digging this. It's very exciting, isn't it? I sometimes get very bored at work. <laughs> I was actually very busy at work, having come back from Andocon with extra stuff to do, and I missed the third stretch goal. I, I didn't. I, oh, I got no. the I got the email or the notification or whatever from you. That's you know the the official thing. I notified you that the stretch goal had been hit. You yep. didn't notify me that right. the stretch goal had been hit, <laughs> which has happened in the past. Because I'm not always paying attention to it, and you know sometimes somebody else notices it yep. before I do. But yeah. Um, as as of this recording on Saturday morning, it's five thousand three hundred thirty one dollars above the you know over the twenty one hundred dollar goal. Three stretch goals in, really really fast. It took off pretty good. Funded yep. in six hours. You've got a fourth stretch goal. Now. Well, well, we hit this weird spot where we got like halfway funded in three hours, and I was like, uh, this is what happened with mergers and acquisitions. And then, if you recall from the conversation we had with Michael, that's when I described how the game tanked out for eight hours and didn't fund a single backer for eight hours after the first m&a for m&a yeah right and i was like oh here we go that was when everyone (laughs) went to sleep it was the middle of the day (laughs) okay everyone was at work (laughs) and just the whole thing just flatlined for murders and acquisitions and then we funded the whole thing like two and a half days in but I was just like, oh, well, there, there's my halfway point, and I'm going to go on this thing. I was on Nerdarchy. The, they do a stream at noon. I was like, on there at noon. I was like, I told Dave, the guy on, on Nerdarchy beforehand, I was like, I'm either going to be the best guest you've ever had, or I'm going to be the worst guest you've ever had, depending <laughs> on how the Kickstarter's doing. So I, was, and I ended up being pretty good. And I actually saw it continue to climb during that. And then we hit it. What was the five hours and 38 minutes, I think? Yes. Mike, Because Mike posted the exact minute count that he <laughs> nice. saw it go up. Although Kickstarter doesn't count that. They just round up to the next hour. Correct. Bastards. And I'm not going to put on the Kickstarter, like, you know, <laughs> funded in five minute, five hours and 38 Eight minutes. minutes. Oh, they don't put that on there for you? They don't stamp the corner of your little picture? No, I did that. Oh, okay. And I've changed it since then so that it actually says a super-powered RPG of gangsters in the Roaring Twenties because that's the subtitle on the page. But now that image with that little blurb shows up on the Discover page when all you get is the image. So that it gives you a little more context about what what the thing is, because the beginning of the Kickstarter went really well. It kept kind of kept going pretty good the first couple of days, and then I rolled into Andocon, and I think you know there was residual marketing and people had been sharing it around on online and stuff, um, and some of the podcasts and things that I had been doing had started to come out. And I was also at Andocon, so I was able to, I was talking about it a lot. I imagine I converted a handful of people at the convention. And so through the convention, which normally on a weekend, a Kickstarter is a little, eh, it's a little slow because people are out doing stuff. It stayed pretty solid. The numbers were actually pretty good on the weekend compared to my weekends in the past. Um, and then we hit Monday and everything went, meow. I was like, ooh, this isn't good. Why is it going meow on a Monday when people are back to work in front of their computers and bored? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was still bad on Tuesday. What I, what I think it was. Because here's the deal is like when you go to the, the, the search areas and the discover page and the categories and everything, there's a tabletop category, but there's no subcategory. Well, there, there are subcategories, but there are no, none of them are RPG. You have to get your, your, uh, your Kickstarter tagged as an RPG, which is an internal thing that Kickstarter does. Uh-huh. And so you can request it on their Twitter. You can tweet to them and say, please tag this as an RPG, and which I had done three times in that first five days or whatever and had not had it be tagged because when i go to the discover rpg section i don't see my game even though it has rpg in the title it has rpg in the title (laughs) but it has not been internally tagged so their algorithm isn't finding it 
And I'm like, this is a problem because now it's a few days into it's the Kickstarter. Artificial intelligence. No, it's it's a few days into There's the Kickstarter. There's no eye in intelligence. <laughs> uh, yes, there is. <laughs> There's a couple of them. <laughs> and if, you, uh, if you're poor at spelling, there might be three of them. <laughs> intelligence. That's right. <laughs> um, so I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, this is bad now because it's... It, it's the only place you're going to see it easily is on the tabletop, in the tabletop category, which is chock full of piles and piles of board games. Because board games are huge on Kickstarter. And so I went and I was looking, I was like, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. And it's like, finally, it's way down there. I'm like, mm, no one's going to see this. So I went on a hunt to figure out how to get this stupid thing tagged. And I posted to Kickstarter and Twitter and everything. And Kevin Culp, one of the writers on the on, on Capers, came through to me and said, you should talk to Luke Crane. Can we find him? And he found Luke's um, um, Twitter and, and Twitter, you know, tweeted him into the conversation. And Luke Crane is a RPG designer as well. Um, he wrote a game called Burning Wheel. And he's an internal Kickstarter guy. He's like the RPG guy at Kickstarter as, as part of one of his jobs. And uh, he got back to me shortly after after that, like a couple hours later. I was like, "Okay, it's tagged." Nice. And like the next day, back up it went picked, back, yeah. went, back up went the numbers. Right, right. Because now it's right on. after you emailed me. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> Nothing in three days. And then like somebody backed at the hundred dollar level, the ninety nine dollar level. Yeah. And like, oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and the the thing was, I was just like, you know, this is going to get absolutely buried if it doesn't get tagged. And I I, I have no. This is anecdotal. I have no hard data on any of this but i think that might have been what it was because it should have been decent time? it should have been decent on a tuesday yeah around the same time that you got all that squared away um was about the same time i shared it with the startup incubator that i'm uh, a part of it's this the start the what uh yeah uh a office switchyards um it's a startup incubator for local businesses here oh okay but it's a network of uh, a thousand people or so that are all Starting small businesses, so I shared it with them. I have a small business. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so that might have seen a little bit of action as well. And yeah, there was there's, there's all sorts of things. There was that um, t- Tim Egan, who's written for the game, posted it to Reddit, and I had a few people. I have upvotes on Reddit. I took I made an account just to chime in and say, "Hey, I'm the designer." A couple people said some nice things. Sounds like one or two of them backed. Nice. Um, yeah, weird. <laughs> just like you know, every stinking thing you can get your fingers into. Because I had a discussion. Um, you like act- putting your fingers in stinky things, huh? I do. Um... <laughs> Good lord. It's on the wrong side, damn it. <laughs> You're going to have to become a left. I'm going to have to redo the studio just to fit that on the right side. Gonna, are we going to mirror the whole thing? We could just flip the whole studio. You know, that comes up. You'd be surprised how often that comes up in, in an architect's office. Like God, I wish I could. Ju- I just had mirror, I wish, the mirror command in life in my cubicle. I wish the, everything over here was over here. No, just any any at any time in life. Anyway, um, I had a discussion with some other um, indie game developer network folks uh, a couple weeks ago about marketing and dealing with Kickstarters. And you know, there's there's a lot of different scales within. You know, there's there's Wizard of the Coast and Paizo. And then there's the next step down. There's like Privateer and Green Green Ronin and some of these companies. And then you kind of step down, step down. And one of the people who is in kind of one of those mid-tier things was talking about, he made the comment that, uh, you know, unless you get picked up by like a, a, a notable source like io9 or something gets a hold of you, mm-hmm. um, it's all just who finds it on Kickstarter. Like you're not going to affect it significantly with your own marketing. And I was like, that is this, that is, those are the words of someone who, um, and, and maybe that's inti- maybe that's at least partly true. It probably is partly true because a lot of people just find it through Kickstarter. Don't get me wrong; I've seen the numbers for, um, for the referrals, like where people came from to find the game for murders and acquisitions. There's a lot of people that just find it on Kickstarter. That's fine, but I was like, you know what? That's also somebody who's got like a well-established company that's been around for a decade. That they've got you know ten, twelve games. They've got an established fan base. They put out a Kickstarter. Their fan base comes flocking. And if they have a big Kickstarter, it's because somebody else notices. Yeah, they don't because their their marketing is the fact that they've got they, you know their marketing is the ten games they've already done. Yeah. So my marketing is one game with a very small little fan base and all the other stuff that I have to do. So I actually you know this time around I put referral tags on all of my every link that I send to somebody has referral tags saying this is who I sent this thing to. See how many backers I actually pull. Nice. 
yeah, from I'm, this I'm source. I'm a big believer in word of mouth, especially like I think a lot of what we're seeing right now is coming from our own individual communities of people that we know, networking, and and groups of people we play games with, and them telling their friends, and them telling their friends more than finding it on the Kickstarter, especially if it's been buried in the tabletop section for a week. Um, so. <laughs> Quiet. Three days. It was only buried for three days. <laughs> I fixed it. But now I imagine, cause now, and now I actually took a look at the numbers as of yesterday to see like what percentage of my backers and, and money that came in has been off of like, is literally, I can, I can track it from like, these came from things that I pointed people to. I, my Facebook posts, my giving stuff, you know, giving the referral tag to podcasts that I was on, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's like a third of my total right now. Now that number will change as time goes on because a lot of that stuff is kind of worn out. Like mm-hmm. the people who are going to back it because they saw me announcing it on my Twitter yeah. have backed it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the people who, you know, there might be little stuff that trickles in from different podcasts that still haven't come out. Yeah. That type of thing. But a lot of it, it's going to start to skew more heavily toward Kickstarter now. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff that you can't track. And there's also this weird thing like a referral tag is only good if the person clicks the link goes to the page and immediately backs it if they click on any of the links i have on my page and then go and back. then go and then just back up that referral tag means nothing now it's now that now they're a kickstarter referral again yep. it just registers that they found this on kickstarter so you have to kind of say well there's probably a handful of people who did that but you'd have no idea how many. So it's a weird thing. But it's like, I like looking at the numbers because I'm a dork. And it's a, it, ooh, data. Look at this. Like present this percentage, that percentage. You know, how many of my big backers, like who did some of the higher level stuff, came from people that I know, like, or, or came through the, you know, my marketing efforts, which is to say people that I know or people that know people that I know <laughs> or podcasts. Have you charted of all of this out into a nice presentation that you can get? I have not I have not created a uh, pie chart or bar graph yet. <laughs> it's still in the form of uh strings and tacks on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like I'm hunting a Different serial colored killer. yarn. It's yeah. like I'm hunting a serial killer. It's all those weird like those that completely indecipherable mess it, that you see on on cop shows. Is it still only limited to the one wall? Has it currently it's on cur- one to corner yet? It's on one or wall. Gone to the ceiling. Is it <laughs> Well, it's you know my apartment. I've got tall ceilings, so it's it's a, it's a big wall. It's a That's big true. wall. That's true. You can you can go up. You get a step ladder. Like I can double go up double height feet. from yeah. what, what what you could do in this room, almost. <laughs> That's true. Um, so it's not that bad, but it, yeah, it's 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 in a spreadsheet right now, and I just did some. Sort I, of, I, I just sorted it out and did some some sums and looked at some numbers. Poor Craig can't open any of his kitchen cabinets or his his uh, dishwasher or his refrigerator because the strings are all in the way. Well, then you have to tape the, you have to cut the string right at the at the joint, right? You know where the dishwasher or the cabinet's like, going to open, and tape the string pieces right there so that they'll reconnect when you close it back up. That the string will end up next to the string, right? Or, or infuse the infuse the string with uh, super glue and let it dry in place, right? So that it's stiff. Or I could do it with rubber bands. I get the feeling you so guys have I, done this before. I have to pull the cabinet open, like just six inches to reach in there and get a can of peas. Yep, and then when I let go, it wham! The rubber band <laughs> slams it shut. I, I'm not using. If there's string. just enough slack, and or no, you you leave slack in the string. No, you use rubber, just enough. You use colored rubber bands instead of string. Yeah, but if you're if you're really serious about having one of those things and 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 keeping it there for really a long serious. time, you Everybody, know, rubber, rubber up. bands. If you're really serious, rubber Mike's bands got news will. For you. will they kind of disintegrate over time. They get all gooey and then they, they lose they crack their stretchy, yeah. their stretchiness and they'll just break. And they'll sometimes they'll even break if they're, really... and at that point when, when <laughs> if a couple of those break, I mean, you're lost, you got to start over. Well, the, the bigger threat right now, because everybody's done this, the bigger, right? the bigger, th- <laughs> <laughs> the bigger threat right now is that some rubber bands are just weak to begin with and they might snap anyway. So I've got all these rubber bands up on the wall and I live alone and I could be just hanging around in my apartment and all of a sudden snap, bang, right in my eye. Or, you could, know, that could be another way you could die in my apartment alone. Yeah. Yep. You may want to switch to elastic cord. <laughs> Ooh, I could get like giant bungees with hooks. That'll, that'll kill me when that thing comes well, flying across the room. Using a wall of the size that you have with the height and everything, you might want something with a little more girth to it. You might want to check the structural <laughs> integrity of that wall, though, because uh, yeah, too stick, much tension, it's going to come crashing stick down. Stick to the brick walls. Don't attach to the I don't trust those board brick partitions. walls in that building, how old those things are. 
with the train going by and shaking it for a hundred years. Yeah, that's rubber bands just flying at me. <laughs> one one time the train comes by and there's gonna be like eighteen rubber bands like pepper me with. I'll come over here when when week next weekend with like all these welts on my face and arms and getting hit by flying rubber that bands. That could be that could be like a like a serial killer thing where you know they they <laughs> capture you and knock you out and then you wake up tied to a chair in a in what appears to be a normal apartment in a converted warehouse or factory and you're like but it, the walls are covered with rubber bands and bungee cords. What's going on in here? And then the train comes by and it starts shaking and the saw light and you slow you slowly get welted to death. <laughs> over a period of years oh rank right up there with how that would rank right over the period of years. you've got like a feeding tube and a water tube and oh so a hole it, in your chair it'll be the so rubber band it'll be the rubber band your own feces the, the rubber band snapping to death version of mummification <laughs> where the person dies in their apartment with the uh with the heat on mm-hmm. really blowing hard and nobody never che- you know nobody ever checks on them and they're and a de- they've got a like dehumidifier running something going with it yeah heater and a dehumidifier and they've got all their their rents getting paid automatically and all this <laughs> stuff and like six months later they're mummified they're, they're already receiving like some kind of uh, social security so the money goes in the money goes back out and nobody is any the wiser yeah whether cats ate them that's good too yeah no. <laughs> that, that, that's where it turned south there was the cats eating the dead yeah, that's, that's the point where we say no <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show, Owen. Thank you. Thank you, Owen. Yeah, so it's going well. Everything's rocking and rolling. We're actually at the point where we're blowing through stretch goals fast enough. I'm kind of like, well, this is kind of all I planned for. <laughs> so I'm giving thought to things that I Kind might... of. Keyword being kind of. Kind of. Giving some thought to things that I can add that will add some, you know, that we can use as stretch goals that will add a little something to the book or to those. Um, support materials that won't require playtesting, ideally, because that pushes the date of everything forward and that screws up all sorts of stuff. Um, so it's it's I've, I've been talking to some people about some things and there may be some announcements on that in the not too distant future. My seventy almost two year old father texted me yesterday, asking what what's the deal with uh he says just curious how much money is Craig trying to raise total. Seems like his numbers change daily. And I'm like, <laughs> this I'm, is, this I'm is great. A... We have to have this because if you, if you went, go, if you go back and listen to the episode with Michael where we talk about the murders and acquisitions Kickstarter for the first time at length and we talk about your dad's reaction to the uh-huh, whole thing. Yeah. And this is going to be this Kickstarter's version of that conversation. Well, like I, where your dad is like not completely sure what I'm this whole thing is. Flashbacks now <laughs> to. Having already explained Kickstarter two years ago, two years ago to a seventy-year-old man <laughs> in terms he, I thought he could understand. The, the 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 conversation was punctuated a lot with multiple times of Mike saying quietly to himself, "Okay, how do I explain this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had to kind of take a okay strategic route to. Uh, <laughs> explaining it to somebody who has really knows nothing about well, because as soon as you start talking about well crowdfunding and blah 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 you just dive down a rabbit hole and you lose him right like how does this affect now, craig what can i do so now not only That's have i not explained the one thing he asked about now i have five other things that i have to explain first <laughs> that i did to myself there you go like those fundraisers i did in elementary school it's kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> except you're not buying candy or wrapping paper or whatever it is they sell that's actually a good a good analogy. I can say, you know when, when they have the thermometer with the, the amounts on it and you slowly f- fill it in with a red marker? It's just like adding more marks, a, a, like lengthening the thermometer. <laughs> I have his pledge right in front of me right here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For no reward. There's the thing you can do where you can just offer to yeah. pledge some money that you, I don't want anything. I just want to help you make the thing. And he did that. Did he got uh, he got a book last time or books? He got an illustration in the game. <laughs> he's, yeah, like he's in the apocalypse section. He's all decked out in weird office armor. <laughs> it's a great piece. He's got like the front of a file or the, you know like the file the a filing cabinet drawer. You know the front piece with the little the little uh, frame thing that holds the card. the card yeah, that's yeah. in the handle and everything. That's like his chest piece. <laughs> he's got like a part of a tire on one shoulder and. He, Got like a well, baseball bat with nails through it or something like that as a weapon. Yeah, it's a great illustration. 
This time around, he said, I'm not going to do anything with that book. I'll just give Craig money. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. That was nice of him. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, let's see. Has it gone up? <laughs> Since we started talking. That's one of the things I do now. Although I didn't look at it like all morning today. Really? Because we hit, we hit, the, we hit a, the stretch goal yesterday. I posted the update. I, uh, I didn't really look at it much too much last night. Like once well, or I twice. imagine that's a good time to yeah, right after Im- a stretch self-impose goal. Self-impose a break. Just be like, I'm, I'm going to just step away from it, it for yeah. a little while. I would like to point out one thing on the data. Look at the data of it. If we maintain the um, backers per day that we have been maintaining for the past few days, um, and and which is similar to what murders and acquisitions was backers per day during the, the slow period, sure. If we maintain that, next right a- couple of weeks or so, right around, I'm just, I'm talking short term right now, oh. right around the time this episode airs, everybody go take a look. If you listen to this on Wednesday or right away on Thursday after it comes out, if we are at 264 backers or more, I'm curious to see if we're going to hit that. Interesting. We can hit that. That is the magic number for me. Hmm. That is one backer more than mergers and acquisitions made. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wednesday at 3 in the afternoon is the exact halfway point of this campaign. If we make the exact numbers that mergers and acquisitions made at the halfway point, that's like, all right, cool. That's like, I like those. That's a nice, like... 50% 50% in, same number of backers. I like it when numbers work out clean like that. Yeah, what happened? What was the the, the weird number synergy that happened during AndoCon? It was uh, 200 backers and $4,500, something like that. Uh, like I, nice round numbers. Yeah, there were some nice round numbers You were in there. stoked about that, but yeah. you were also drinking scotch, so. Well, that evening, yeah. Saturday <laughs> evening, I was a little tipsy, as and, were a number of the people in the room. Which you'll get to hear <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah, we recorded a thing <laughs> with half the people at the table a little wobbly. <laughs> and one person really wobbly. It's the best time to record. Hey, and we managed all the all the all the equipment remained undamaged, made it back into the carrying cases, made it back here into the studio. Everything's functioning. That's a that's a win. Yeah, the only thing that broke was the the carrying case. The carrying case broke. <laughs> the my big suitcase. What broke? As soon as I had packed everything up after the official Andocon recording in that afternoon, Saturday afternoon, I got everything packed up and Larry and I were ready to carry everything back to my room and I went to extend the handle mm-hmm. and it only came one section up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So like my back has been killing me all week long you had because to I, had to wa- I had to walk around leaning way over to oh. one side because <laughs> the, the other two, one or two um, extensions didn't pop up. I have an issue, but with... it's Swiss Army, so I think they have to um, fix it for free or give me a new one. Okay, that's well, that's good. I have that slight issue with when I take stuff. I've got when I go to a con where I'm going to have like a table. I've got my stuff that I carry with me, and it's two plastic crates, you know, like milk crate kind of things that are packed up with stuff. And I've got a little collapsible dolly where the handle collapses down. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the handle doesn't come. I'm six feet tall. The handle doesn't come up quite high enough. It, it needs to be about four Did inches taller. Did you buy it taller. online? Yeah. <laughs> it was cheap. It needs to be about four inches taller, and it would be a better height for my hand. Where yeah, I'm, that I'm a actually... Little, I'm a little leaned when I'm, when I'm hauling that it. That one it comes up too tall because it's a big suitcase. It's, I sure. don't know, it's like a 28-inch suitcase or something. It's like way too big to... You have to check it. You can't. You cannot possibly <laughs> take that. Can't put, carry that on. Can't put that under the seat in front of you? Absolutely. No. 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 You, can, you can't put it in the overhead bin even when there aren't puppies in there. Oh! oh. What air, which airline was Too that? Soon. Uh, United, I believe. Oh you, United. Right? God. That was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, so, so when I do extend it all the way up, I have to... It's tilted way back. It's like 30 degrees to the floor and dragging way behind me because it's too it's too tall. But when it only comes up one section at a time and stays there, it's like three inches too short <laughs> to still remain on the wheels. And I have to lean. I need to look that up and figure out what I need to do to fix that. Because I have another Swiss Army suitcase, smaller one, that Delta broke both of the handles off of. So the the extender thing is the only way to carry it. We don't use that one anymore. <laughs> Hooray for air travel. 
Yes, it's welcome to this has been luggage talk (laughs) if you're just if you're just tuning in we're talking about mike's luggage problems yeah not baggage no mike doesn't have baggage that's right luggage we unpack that next week (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned come come back next week where mike talks about all of his baggage you're gonna have to make sure Aloy is listening right for the baggage what was the baggage comment? What? Aloy and, and Ben, who we we had lunch and almost dinner with oh, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> Aloy LaSanta and uh, and Ben, who was picking our brains. Ben, who had a really long last name, and I couldn't read it on his <laughs> name tag. He picked picked uh, our brains about game design stuff. Boy, and, and you guys let him have it. <laughs> Aloy really took him. Aloy started redesigning his game. <laughs> That's what Aloy You both does. did. I, I did a well, little bit. He Aloy did, more did a so. lot. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, when you give, went, him a, give him a lot of stuff to think about, you had you had walked, you had gone away for to do something, and uh, possibly your business. I don't know. Um, you were away from the table, and he was uh, they you know Aloy kind of like I don't know if he was like sorry sorry we're you know te- redesigning your game for you. We're ta- you know telling you so much stuff like it's a lot to absorb. Sorry, we're just you know we, we get excited about talking about games, and I I made the point and I said now I I don't know Aloy. <laughs> Okay, but I know Craig, right? and uh, and I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't bother to talk to you this much about it if he didn't already, if he didn't like it, if he didn't think that you had something, oh, that's fair something to say. going there. Yeah, like if, I, it, if it sucked, if I started he looking at he it, would've, he would've I would have made a up, few comments and then I would have buttoned up pretty quickly. Yeah. If I, if, if I was kind of like, well, I don't really have much to offer about this other than to say start over, you know, or something <laughs> like that. I hate to say it, but it, you know, it seemed interesting. So we got, and it had a lot of levels and layers and things that we could pick around with. And we, we created a whole nother layer that he could slather on top of the whole thing. Or create an entire new game out of. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been uh, doing this now for half an hour and we're still in the first segment of the show. Yeah. That's what's going to happen when, when this, the <laughs> Kickstarter just took off. Just, I'm just letting be, you know. There'll be less of this in coming episodes. No, no, I'm just letting you know for this one now, because okay. we're keeping track of our time today. That's true. We're on a tight schedule. Um, do we want to talk about some news? If something pops into my head again about the Kickstarter, I'll just interrupt everybody. <laughs> okay, sure. But before you get okay. that, don't. Uh-huh. Yeah? Can you get closer to the microphone? Or just I can indeed. bring it closer to you so you don't have to lean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That better? Thank you. Yeah. Recite something for us. What would you like me to recite? That's good enough. Okay, fine. You've kind of got... A there bit once of... was a man from Nantucket. Oh, hey. Andy NPR voice going on there. I try. <laughs> oh, while we're technically not recording, um, were you at Andocon? I was briefly. Oh, okay. Uh, I helped. I was in the game that he ran of Capers, and then I had to go home to my children. Ah. That that happened to a few people. <laughs> <laughs> children <laughs> yeah i think uh charlie had to leave because of his kids yeah. and uh and um derek zelius was not there for much of it because, because of, of his whole, surrogate yeah. kids is yeah. like basically he's he's his science team. coaching a robotics team that's going to houston nice for world championships world championship yeah. of robotics is that i'm, I'm picturing the giant game. fighting robots but i know that's not no right. it's probably <laughs> <laughs> no they're not the ones you climb inside they're just the, the, ra- the radio-controlled ones, I think. <laughs> Celia said a bunch of kids built a mech. <laughs> it's going to be in the Astrodome. They're okay. just going to have a giant throwdown with all these mechs. That's how, that's how they're demolishing it. They're not using explosives. <laughs> they're going to unleash a pile. All these kids' mechs, they're just going to tear They're using Voltron. <laughs> well, we were, we were considering imploding it, but we, we decided instead to Voltron the Astrodome. <laughs> what do you mean by Voltron? Hold on. <laughs> and then it's like five giant lions come running out, big mechanical ones. Anyway. Okay. That was good. We're going to leave that in the show. <laughs> good. <laughs> the magic of editing. It's a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> What's news, Mike? I almost asked you and I stopped myself. As you said, you don't have any news. Although, did you find any? I kind of... We'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no promises. Just getting this out of the way because we have to talk about this. Did anyone? Did everyone see the video from? We had a bunch of uh, weather. Not to talk about weather, but all these repeated nor'easters going up, causing a lot of snow in the northeast the last couple of weeks. Yeah. The, Boston the, got the northeast just got hammered. Yeah. 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 Right? So there, a police truck got stuck in the snow in Boston, and a this. a a um. <laughs> 
helpful citizen came out to help push, <laughs> single-handedly pushed the truck out of the snow and uh-huh. got it going again. Yes. Yes. The man uh, was dressed as Elsa from Frozen, and you wonder why is a random man dressed as Elsa helping push this thing, and you have to read... Drag cosplay. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a drag queen. So. <laughs> Does he identify as a man, though? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Who knows? The best part of the video is the fact that there was a guy a taking dude, a video of right? the entire thing. Yeah, and not hey, helping. Douchebag. Not o- yeah, not only not helping, but not leaving the warm right space that he was in and filming through a window the yeah. entire time. Where was that? Um, Boston. Yep. Yeah. Admittedly, yes, it, it makes it makes for a better video if if it's just Elsa or you know Elsa. <laughs> well, he can't film if he goes out there and helps, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. But yeah, I saw I saw the video on that. It takes if you watch the video, it takes a little while. They need to like tighten up the editing. Like you said, the magic of editing. They need to tighten up the editing on that. Maybe skip skip forward a little bit a couple couple times because it takes a long time. It's like, come on, Elsa, get it done already. You got to have the struggle so you're rooting for the hero, though. Otherwise, it just happens. But if it takes too long, you know, it's just sometimes there's a point where you got to let it go. (laughs) I'm out. Good night, everybody. (laughs) That's going to get really irritating. Yep. (laughs) Get ready, everybody. It's not going away. He spent good, hard-earned money on it. (laughs) $82.43. Where'd you get that? Um, In a second-hand shop? $82? This thing that connects... Uh, the symbol to the drum I had to buy new I couldn't find that used that was uh, $16.99 and then everything else was used the uh, stand came from Guitar Center Gwinnett which is right over there near where we were at Andocon but I made them ship it to me anyway because they did it for like (laughs) $2.90 and um, the drum I think came from Indianapolis and the symbol came from Nashua, New Hampshire it is a Zildjian symbol though I will say that drumsticks are new to Amazon Prime but I bought everything and I had, and, and it and it showed up and I'm like, oh wait a minute, I don't have drumsticks. <laughs> Just gonna crap. Tap. How quickly can I get drumsticks? <laughs> Got them the next day. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, what else? Anything? Oh, Stephen Hawking. Well, yeah, yep. Get into that. Is that a dead celebrity or a dead scientist? That's both. Yes. He was easily a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <coughs> yep. I have no. uploaded my consciousness to the universe. That's not what he sounded like. <laughs> no, but that's how Howard Wallowitz does it. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, speaking oh, for, of... for the record, everybody, um, when he contracted ALS, right? They told him uh, he two had years. two years to live. He did 54 after that, I think. It was 50 plus, yeah. Yeah, um, which is, in fact, um, <laughs> a couple of years past the average Lifespan of a British man for the year he was born. Yeah. Yeah. So 70. Suck it, statistics. Suck it. You suck. Sometimes statistics mean nothing. Sometimes there are outliers in big, yeah. big ways. Yeah. So, what was that about the Kickstarter it, statistics again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my Kickstarter is going to just tank out now. Um, <laughs> No, the uh, well, yeah, suck, suck at click track and your ridiculous projections. Kick track, kick track. Yeah. Why did I say click track? <laughs> click track. <laughs> what is, that has to be a thing, right? It is a thing. It's <laughs> searching the internet now. It's the the backing beat that you, musicians listen to to stay on beat when they're That's right. making yeah. a song. Yeah, I think this uh, the program I'm using right now has that click click. Yeah, audio like, cues used to synchronize sound recordings. Yep. Nailed it, Owen. Musician family. There you go. In Nashville. It's in the blood. Awesome. It's in the blood. Or something can, like that. Can you can you pass that on to people if it's in the blood? Uh possibly. I yeah, think can, it might be contagious. Do you share needles? Uh I try not to. <laughs> we could do like a cut, cut our hands and mash them all together and, blood and brothers join, join a club. And be and be suddenly suddenly become accomplished musicians, or at least we know what a click track is. <laughs> or Owen yeah, I don't can, know about accomplished. Owen can sharpen mm. sharpen his uh his teeth and, and bite our necks. Mm. <laughs> Blue. But then Bass. don't we have to drink his blood? Is that how that works? We have to drink his blood. I think it depends on the lore. <laughs> Who who's writing this? Depends what country you're yeah. <laughs> More news? Sure. Um so Norm MacDonald 
is getting a talk show on Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, he's doing. He's gonna do one of those. Yeah, all right. You're trying mm-hmm. to do Norm Macdonald. I'm, I can't do his voice, but I can do his cadence. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out. Isn't that something? Yeah, look at that. I would it's, love to be able his to cadence do is this. similar to Bob Hope. Bob Hope had the same kind of delivery. Like, how about that? You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I I would love to be able to do his voice, but it's like a he's more got a... apathetic Bob Hope. Yeah. <laughs> and less talented. <laughs> oh, who said that? Well, he's he's. I think Norm Macdonald is Norm very is good at the. Genius. Norm Macdonald is very good at the thing he does. Yes. Bob Hope was very good at many things that he I would did. Agree. I think he's he he would be good as a talk show host though. He's a personable guy. Yeah. Is it a talk show or is it a stand-up? Oh, it says talk show. Oh, interesting. And a talk show always got to always. But it, the picture tr- is him doing stand-up. So I was going to say, yeah. who knows? But I know it, Netflix is doing a lot of stand-ups lately. If so. it's a talk show, it's going to be a little bit of a well, yeah, of a stand-up show anyway, because the typical format is to come out and talk to the audience for five ten minutes, and you're going to have your jokes, and you got you got a writing staff that yeah keeps you going, topical stuff. Well, they just gave Joel McHale, Joel McHale a show, and it's pretty much like the soup again. It is the soup. It's the it's soup, but a it's a full. Yeah. But it's a full thirty minutes with all sorts of Netflix in jokes. I yeah. watched the first episode. Eh. I tried watching the first episode. And he has guest stars. Yeah. And he has guest stars. Oh, does he? <laughs> guest yeah. stars. Well, he did. He did that on the soup too. He had random people just show up on the set. He, he does little bit sketches here. He had, and quite, there. he had quite a few on that first episode. Really? I think maybe, I should have kept watching. I, I think they it's might because have been it was the first episode. Maybe they were. They were doing it big because of the first because he does like a whole tour of netflix and he runs into like multiple cast members from community because they all also have netflix shows right now (laughs) oh that's funny i couldn't i couldn't help thinking while i was watching it this is just the soup again except by the time i get to the end of the season nothing's going to be topical (laughs) (laughs) because it's not weekly right they recorded it all at once I think it was coming out weekly, though. Did they? No, it, it might. Once? It might be. They're releasing, coming out weekly. They're releasing it, it weekly. Yeah. You you kind of have well, to do yeah, that with they, that. They're format. releasing it weekly. They oh, have good. A, okay, every time okay. a new one comes out, they they splash. I'm, it up I there. might go back and 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 stick with it then. Because you were a big fan of the soup, you and Allison. I think you, Letterman's you, when new that show was on, weekly too. He, when that was on, Mike couldn't stop yapping about it. Like every time I saw him, really? Oh yeah, you gave me soup stories a lot because you'd have your like your favorite moment from like every other episode. There'd be like. There was this moment, in, there's this this clip in the soup that Joel McHale said this or did that, or yeah, there was okay. there was this yeah. joke. You 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 talked about it quite a bit. All I remember is Donkadoo. <laughs> that woman, the drunk woman. I don't think I saw that one. That was funny. There's some incredibly drunk woman, and I don't even know what the show, what the reality show was that he was making fun of. But she's talking to the camera and making no sense at all. And she's Donkadoo at some point. And then there was another woman that said something about the chicken tetrazzini. And that became a thing. And the, both of those were things that he played over and over and over again. So I don't know if he has has those clips. or. But that's how I remember that I'm allergic to tetracycline. All right. Chicken tetrazzini. <laughs> I connected that. the two. Because that happened at the same time. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that show. Took tetracycline. Got a rash. <laughs> mnemonic device, right? Sort of. Mnemonic? Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Johnny Mnemonic? Oh my God! <laughs> have you seen Johnny you Mnemonic? S- yes. Have you oh. seen Keanu Reeves commercials for Squarespace that yeah. we use for our website? Yep. Weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, have you heard of Bill and Ted coming back? They've well, that's they've been talking about, about that for forever. Fifteen years. No. There was something in the news Alex recently. Winter, yeah, there was something it. in the news recently about a <laughs> script being done. Yeah, and and everybody and they're looking being for money. Everybody and... wants to do it. They just need money. Yeah, yeah. Much. Is this one called Bill and Ted Get Old? <laughs> I have no idea. It has Bill, a title. Bill and it does Ted's have a title. Re- Bill and Ted's Retirement Adventure. <laughs> I I think they're just looking for a studio, and I think they were in talks with Netflix. Because it's got to be Bill while. and Ted's, and then it has to be, be like some sort of like an allusion to some sort of trek or adventure or something, right? And they're going to have Rufus's daughter is going to be a character, and they're going to. It would be really use, hard to have Rufus in it. No, they're going to use they're going <laughs> to they're going to use special effects to insert themselves into scenes from the first movie when they're when they're talking to Rufus at the Circle K. Oh, Lord. So there's well, going to be the, the 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 two of them from the original movie, the two of them from the movie, second so... movie, and then they're the current versions of them all looking at each other. And did and they travel witnessing. back to the Circle yes. K from the second movie? Yes. They're there twice in the first movie. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah they travel there and tell themselves, no, I think listen they to are. this dude, Rufus. I think they are. 
I don't recall that from the second movie, but it's been a while know. since I saw The Bogus Journey. Mostly, I just remember death rapping. Bill, <laughs> it's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like, they, you know, go on a road trip or it's got to be, it's got to refer to them going or traveling somewhere. They had an adventure and then they had a journey. And now they have to face the music. Are they still know. terrible musicians? No, they Rufus got better us, at the end of the Rufus Bogus Journey. Rufus told us they were going to get better. <laughs> they got better at the end of the Bogus Journey when they showed up in uh, Bill or Ted, Bill. Bill. Bill had a ZZ Top beard because they took like 18 months off to learn how to play guitar. <laughs> With the princesses. Who were no, different actresses. No, that's... <laughs> they show up in the ZZ Top. And they have babies. At, that's at the end of the first movie. No, that's at the no. end of the second movie. The end of the first movie is when they go back to their high school just... and do the the big... No, the very end is, is okay, they're yeah, in yeah, their yeah. garage with well, the yeah, princesses the very, very playing badly. And he says they yeah. do get better, right? Yeah. And then yeah. the end of the one, they they right, they travel, they come back, and they've got babies and baby Bjorns. Baby Bjorns, yeah. <laughs> and then the princesses take the baby babies out of the baby Bjorns so that they can put their guitars on and shred. With their ZZ Top beards. <laughs> and ZZ Top doesn't have those beards anymore. They don't? Really? I think I think at least one of them shaved it. I don't know. Maybe I, well, only two maybe of them I'm, ever had those beards. Maybe I'm lying. Well, right, the drummer never did. No, because that would have gotten in the way. That, that's true. Although that would have been cool if he like if he like it. lost a drumstick <laughs> and then just reached into the beard and pulled another one out. Kept going <laughs> like pulling pencils from Grace's hair and Ferris Bueller. Exactly. <laughs> oh no, Ed, not with your bad knee. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffing the white out. <laughs> the dweebies, the stoners. They think he's a righteous dude. I've got that clip. If you want me to play, <laughs> that's okay. It. We don't have to. We just heard the whole um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> You don't, there's, there are certain movies that you don't actually have to play the clips on this show. We can, Mike and I can just recite them. Like I can go break, I can do breakfast club top to bottom. If you let me wander around for it (laughs) a little bit, I might, I might goof up a few lines, but they all adore him. (laughs) I think he's a righteous dude. Dude. (laughs) Bueller. Oh, Hey, you worked on graphic design. How was that? What was that experience? What was the experience like working with Craig? grueling yeah i heard he's a real dick <laughs> yeah kind of a slave driver mike no agree- it was not bad mike agrees mike we're re- talking about you right not some other craig sure okay <laughs> <laughs> no, was, because as we know was... all craigs are douchebags except for the craig from friday mm-hmm. mm. he's a good guy and sometimes the craig from south park uh, although i will say this if you were paying attention <laughs> if you were paying attention to my facebook feed a few weeks ago you saw three separate count them three Super Craig's. <laughs> Super Craig was pop was a popular costume at um uh, at Kanuga. Oh, I did. I saw one. I think I, I got seeing. pictures of three of them because what's the costume? It's Craig's normal outfit on South Park, which is that blue you know, the blue jacket and the blue hat with the little uh, puff puffball puff at the top, and it's the letter S written on a piece of paper taped to his chest. <laughs> So the people that came dressed like that. Yeah. yeah, that was that was three different people's costumes. Now, so were they, they actually named Craig? cosplay? No, and I t- but I told them whenever I when I grabbed them, I was like, "Hey, Super Craig, can I get a photo?" And they were like, "Really?" And I was like, "My name's Craig, and I'm collecting you." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I got each of them. To that doesn't flip, sound creepy. And then I got each of them to flip me off <laughs> when they took the nice. photo, including one. You will see in one of the photos, Super Craig is flipping me off, and. Right at the edge of the frame, there's just you can only see part of her, but it's it's the, the, his wife holding their child and covering her eyes, <laughs> so it's awesome. not to see dad flip the guy off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super Craig. It's a great costume. It's easy. Blue jacket, <laughs> stocking cap, ass on a piece of paper taped to your chest. I'll so, play for the lazy so man. It is. I got no, and I have no problem with that. It's fun. One of the guys, one of the, one of the Super Craigs was actually there with um, Super Tweak or whatever Tweak's superhero version is with his, and he was done like the Tweak, the tweak, tweak costume. Tweak ear. I don't remember what Tweak's <laughs> alter ego is, but the superhero version, because there, there, there was that one episode where all the kids had some There's more than one episode like that, yeah. Yeah, where they were all done up like that. That's the, it's uh, anyway. what is, what is it? It's, it's, what's Cartman's character? <clears throat> The Coon. The, the Coon. Yeah, it's Coon, Coon and Friends. That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. And Mysterio. <laughs> you just wanted to use that. Well, it works now. I put new and, batteries in it. And Mysterio. Yep. Who is Kenny. That's who Kenny. is the only one with a legitimate superpower. Which is he can't die. 
he comes back from the dead. Yeah. yeah. He resurrects. <laughs> and he gets to talk too, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he talks to that whole episode. He's got Batman voice, doesn't he? he has, yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah. totally has Batman voice. <laughs> and he's really angry that nobody ever remembers that he dies. He's really bitter about it. It's like, I die and I come back. And none of my friends know. None of them remember. They haven't done the Kill Kenny bit in a while. Well, that they, was the yeah. They quit doing it. They after did it a, few a long seasons. time, and then they did it. They killed him in the movie, and then they had him come back on the show like a half a season or two seasons later or something like that. He was no, Ken, it was, was after off, that. Kenny was off the show for a little while. No, yeah, but it was like season four or five. Regardless, they and then and then they they would do the kill the Kill Kenny thing like now and then, and they, they haven't they haven't done it for a while. But for a while there, it was just like, you know. I want to say it was the you'd one. You'd see multiple episodes go by, and then they'd kill Kenny, and then. It was yeah. the one where they, they, they killed him, and then his go- his ghost went up to heaven, and they <laughs> recruited him, and it was like a big, uh, it was a big, like, Lord of the Rings fight allegory thing. But they recruited him to play the video game, to like, because he was the best at playing the video game, mm-hmm. and uh, they needed him to, to work the controller to control their armies, the armies of heaven. Thank you for joining us in What Kenny Did <laughs> here on Nerdburger. A new segment that will be premiered. The show's been going on long enough. We could do a new segment. Every week we could talk about something that Kenny did. Did they just have the 21st season? We got a lot of them. Yeah. But um, quick note on, you know how Owen ended up doing my graphic design? Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> Tell him. Um, okay. Well, I randomly showed up to a... Uh... What was the event? It was some RPG day, RPG meetup day at um like for for meetup east of downtown. Yeah, it was at Manuel's Manuel's um, Tavern, and I played Kickstarter. It was like you Alpha Test. You didn't I play mean, Kickstarter. I, I played Capers. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> where my brain is at lately. I played Capers. I think it was in Alpha te- Test then, maybe early it was beta. Early. It was first half of last year. Um, and loved it. And I'm like, hey, I'm a graphic designer. If you need some help, and that well, was he he and the two people who played the game kind of got talking to me about like what my plans were. And I was like, well, I designed this other game, and I actually had the book to show people. And I was like, I'm planning to do this one too, but it's got a lot of playtesting. And I made the comment, I was like, I need a I'm going to need a graphic designer because Jen, who worked on the graphic design for the first one, isn't going to be available. And, and, and Owen looked at me and said, I'm a graphic designer in real life. Uh-oh. He now regrets <laughs> saying that. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Whoa. <laughs> hey, at least you don't have to do layout now. Actually, I'd be okay with layout. <laughs> I pretty much designed the template. It wouldn't take that long. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he's going to teach you how to, to to do all the tricks that he knows how to do. Which may take just as long. No. <laughs> Mike's a fast learner. It only it took less than three months last time from start to finish. Yes, and it will hopefully be... Even if it takes that amount of time, it will happen. It will get finished earlier this time because it looks like you're going to be able to start earlier. Right. Than with mergers and acquisitions. Just how everything worked out for that one. It was a little bit after the Kickstarter before layout got underway if all goes well you'll be you'll you should you should be starting to dive into the layout during the kickstarter that, sure is yeah that, is yeah. that fair to say uh cool cool so hey yeah uh, backers listen to that it's it's a real thing it's like people are actually working on shit. it's pretty cool because <laughs> <laughs> uh i have deadlines in mind and mm-hmm. promises made in the kickstarter and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff Promises like, or, or not, or, you know, like where you promised everyone that people were already working on it. <laughs> I've well, been working on it for like a year. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I've been working on stuff since last year. Well, I've said, you know, I've said stuff like layout is underway, but that doesn't mean you're working on it, but he is working on like the first phase of layout, which is getting the, the template squared away. He's so layout he's, has been underway for a little while. Owen is, and, and to, not to, make this too complicated for people that don't use products like adobe indesign um or do layout but owen is doing a bunch of work that's gonna make um life easier for me yeah that's pretty much it pretty much but it's the stuff that makes the interior of of the book look really cool with all the stat blocks right we did a lot of work to kind of figure out the flavor uh how everything's gonna look well, you did that too. Yeah, but and then the and thing then with like the, well, so the setup and just kind of plug and play for you. There's certain, but, but there's my certain point things is that the are thing gonna... with the goddamn stat blocks that drove me insane last time. All the like that's all figured out now. Thank you, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and here's here's the kicker. And then on top of that, there's the scheme, the color scheme, and all the different fonts. And here's here's the kicker for the for the stat block thing. Last time around, all the stat blocks, every stat block, NBC, Monster, Magic Item, all that stuff, they all had the great different gray backgrounds and everything going on. And that was a giant pain in Al- the ass. Alternating, screen. alternating gray gray tones. They still have alternating backgrounds, but and that was a giant. Style sheet, now they're so green. Really I'm getting there. That was a giant pain in the ass, and it was half of the book. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many stat blocks. This time, the NPC stat blocks are all just... There's a little graphic element that gets posted in there, but there's no backgrounds. It's all just... It's a graphic element, and it's some font changes. Oh, yeah. NPCs and the powers. And the powers. The the background thing happens in just like a handful of tables. Okay. It doesn't happen in 200 stat blocks. (laughs) Like last time. (laughs) So, that'll be the, the the big kickers. Like, once you figure out how to do one table... You'll just have to do that like a dozen times and, and you won't have to do it 200 times. The, the real killer is going to, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the one killer is going to be bold. Anything that's bolded. Because um, that I can't, yeah. I can't tie that to style. Like if you've got well, a, a word a, bolded in the middle of a line. It's a character style, which means you have to select the characters you want to apply that style to. But if you apply the style and we decide we want to change the style on the road, it'll change them all at the same time. Right. And there's there's stuff like that that happens in the stat blocks that you'll have to do stat block at a time, but you won't have to do like all this, you know, ton of stuff. I think the 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 key technical point, and now this is getting into stuff that people <laughs> might not want to hear about, was that Stop boring everybody. You're boring everybody. Craig writes the whole thing and figures everything out in Word, mm-hmm. and then that has to get converted into something that InDesign wants to recognize. And apparently, um, there was a way to do that. That, that we, did, that we didn't, didn't know, do. we didn't know about, or we didn't figure out. And, no, I, and, and, no, but here, Owen knew how to do it. I'll tell you what so. happened last time. I wrote the whole thing in Word, and then gave it to him and said, "You deal with it," <laughs> and said, "Talk to Jen if you have questions." This time, I spent more time talking to Owen. It's like, okay, how can I get how can I get the text to go from my Word document to the InDesign document more cleanly? And he said, "You need to make everything in the Word document have a style," and so I have created all of the styles. So when you take that text in there. InDesign document is going to have those styles in there. You will notice this is one and Owen here's here's a little insider tidbit. Owen remarked he said to me what you should do is in man, in the manuscript that in the manuscript that you give to Mike is use different fonts for the styles. So I'm using two different fonts than what are going to be in the book in okay. the InDesign file. So, so when you, you when in you, the word file in yeah. in the word file I'm using these two fonts in the book it's going in the InDesign template it's going to be these two fonts to other fonts. So when you apply the styles, you will see the font change. Okay. You will know the change has taken place, and you will notice the things that haven't been formatted because it's like, oh, that's the wrong font. Neat. That is clearly the wrong font. So it's like web dings or... No, I used... <laughs> I used I used Although, Comic Sans. For, for the text, I used... Something that's for really the text, obnoxious. For the text, no. Papyrus. For the text, I used Arial. <laughs> Papyrus. I used. <laughs> I used the next Avatar game. Right? I used Arial for the text, mm-hmm. and that's a sans serif font. And our text, our body text, is a serif font. So yep. you will see a clear difference. It doesn't have all the little fiddly bits that serif fonts do. <laughs> that's what those are called. For our listeners, a serif is the bar at the bottom of a letter or on the top or whatever. Like so, the, the, like fiddly bit. the fiddly bit. The fiddly bit. And is, the, is this a sans fiddly bit font? And <laughs> sans fiddly bit and fiddly bit font, fiddly bit font, fiddly bit font, and then the the title stuff. Sans being French for ain't got none. The title uses Cooper. Right. Sure, Cooper. Cooper Black, which is kind of looks like it's like almost like a cartoony font. The seventies fa- font. It's very seventies. It's it's cartoony. Like the the letters are kind of fat. Okay. Is um, that the, and the when Duke you change hazard font? No. And when you change them into, <laughs> don't try to guess the font. There's a billion of them. Welcome to Mike Guesses Fonts, <laughs> <laughs> a new game show. Um, no, you uh, you've got you know that's a big fat font, and when you change it to when you apply the style in InDesign, you'll see yeah. a very 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 different. specific different change yeah. to the font. It becomes a thinner font. Anyway, that's enough 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 of that. We're are we wrapping her up here? I think we're wrapping her up. We we have time for one Kevin question. Okay, Kevin question. You're familiar with Kevin questions. I am familiar with Kevin questions. Here I'm we, a long-time listener, first-time caller. First-time <laughs> great, great topic. Love the show. Right? That's how you wrap that out. First-time caller, long-time listener. Great topic. Love the show. 
54 question. Oh my goodness. Uh, not about a studio. Wow, really dropped the ball there, Kevin. Could have made all kinds of cocaine jokes and disco quaaludes. We could have talked about quaaludes <laughs> again, again, because okay. we've talked about quaaludes before. Um, <laughs> anyway, he says, uh, which vanity stamp makes you want to see a movie less? Vanity stamp. What? I don't know if he's using this. He's making up words. So uh, we have four choices. Tyler Perry presents, colon, Kevin questions. National Lampoons, colon, Kevin questions. Okay. Kevin questions, comma, a Spike Lee joint, and <laughs> an M. Night Shyamalan film, colon, Kevin questions. So you have Tyler Perry, National Lampoons, a Spike Lee joint, and M. Night Shyamalan. Which one is, what's the question? Which vanity stamp makes you want to see a movie less? So this is Kevin questions the movie, or I don't even think that that, I think he's just inserting Kevin questions. Sorry. I got you. I As an example. I know what he's saying, right. It's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the little tag that says like who made the movie or what, but that, but, but that shows up all the time. Like all, you know, all your National Lampoon movies are always National Lampoons, blah, de, blah, de, blah. I'd say it's a tie between M. Night Shyamalan and Tyler Perry. <laughs> Yeah, because Spike Lee makes good movies, but has he made any recently? He's he was done in Atlanta something. recently. I think he's working on something now. Um, and obviously, National Lampoons, you're going to want to see well, that. Yeah. So, Well, generally speaking, if it's a Spike Lee joint, it's probably a pretty well-made film. So that's, yeah. not, that's not bad. Um, M. Night Shyamalan National Lampoon, used to make good movies. Nas- if it was National Lampoon... Well, here's the thing. If National Lampoon, it's like if it was 15 years ago... And it said National Lampoons at the front. I'd be, I'm there. Or 25. Asses, asses in seats. Yeah. But now the National Lampoon puts out like a crappy American Pie sequel every two years, straight to you or, know, straight to streaming. Or it's, it's but I feel an, like I'm more apathetic about that than like anti. Yeah, but well, <laughs> but does but does that make you want to go see the movie? Which no, you that's know, true. like I'll sit through a National Lampoon. M Night Shyamalan makes Stifler's... me actively avoid the movie these days, though. <laughs> You know, like if you see if you see the advertisement for National Lampoon's Stifler's little brother gets it on, because that's what some of those movies are about. Who's more likely to to bounce back and start making that. good movies again, though? National Lampoon or M Night Shyamalan? M Night's M Night's already bounced back. Yeah, that's true. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His last one was okay. Pretty good. Um, so we ruled out Spike Lee, Tyler, M Night, and National Lampoon. Kind of well, Tyler Perry. I'm not the maybe, demographic maybe for not. that. I'm not the demographic for that. Tyler I can't Perry's speak to that. Audience. Well, I think that's that's the one Kevin wants us to say because he listed it first, and it, he had ty- <laughs> something about Tyler Perry in the lightning round at Andocon. No, that was Steve Harvey. Sorry, Steve Harvey. Um, I'm going to say National Lampoon right I now. I know what Tyler Perry looks like. I He's will... the Medea guy, right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a mustache though. No. Steve Steve Harvey has a Steve mustache, Harvey but they're both here in Atlanta. <laughs> or was I racist? And I just thought I don't think either of them. <laughs> they're both black. <laughs> Atlanta is the most racially diverse city in the country um, and least segregated of cities above a certain population. It's Atlanta is not nearly as bad as like people want to give it the rap for because it's a Southern city and it's Atlanta. Um, but Perry Harvey, here's, here's, here's the deal. Tyler Perry, not my demographic. I'd probably, you know, honestly, if I watched a Tyler Perry movie, not I'd probably enjoy it. Fine. They're not bad. <clears throat> I'm going with national lampoon. There's nothing that will make me want to see a national lampoon movie At this right point. now. Yeah, they would have to have Fair something enough. that was in the theaters that was really solid that people went, okay, National Lampoon is back. The closest I can say, right now, the closest I can say to watching a National, National Lampoon movie that you will enjoy is to go on Netflix and find this, find the uh, the Doug Kenny biopic about him starting actually. the National Lampoon. Um, that is spectacular. The one on Netflix? Yeah. It was really good. It's funny. A futile and stupid gesture. I always forget the name of it. I, I yeah. it is you know spectacular. What I, it's so good. I and thought it is about so that. And I couldn't remember the name cameos. of it. It's got great cameos of all these like. Uh, I love that kind Joel of middle, McHale plays Chevy Chase. Joel McHale that plays Chevy so Chase. Perfect. Does some spectacular like you feel like you're watching Chevy Ch- young Chevy Chase do physical comedy. Mm-hmm. He's got like just the mannerism and the expression and all the. It's great. And then there's just like different people that are just coming. You get somebody comes rolling in and kind of does Bill Murray. Yep. Like what was Bill Murray like 25, 30 years ago? Well, that guy just did Bill Murray 30 years ago. It's like really good. Food bite. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Okay. 
We can be done now. Yeah. You guys have some place to go. Owen! <laughs> Owen! <laughs> Thank it's you funny for how much like we all three did that and sounded like Cartman. Well, Anne Ramsey kind of was the first Cartman. <laughs> Pretty she sure had that voice. Based off it of. might be. <laughs> Let's talk to the guys. And like both. Which of one matter, Trey? Which one does Cartman? Trey. Trey. Ask Trey. Was did you base Cartman's voice off of Anne Ramsey? What's funny is both. Of them, both of the char- Both of her characters that everybody knows, which are named Mama. Yeah, that's true. Mama, whatever her last name is, in in Pearl Mama from Owen's, Train. Owen's Mama. Owen's Mama and Mama Fratelli <laughs> from Goonies. Yep. All right. Oh, and thank you for coming by here today and talking to us. Yes, thank you. You can see thank some you for of, having me. You can see Owen's handiwork in the book when uh, when the game is ready, and you can well you can see some of it now, and uh, you can see it in the uh, in some of the graphic stuff on the Kickstarter page. Um, hey, hey, backers, you can go uh, pop into the Kickstarter page <laughs> and look for the uh, the backer only update that I put out on like Saturday or so. Um, where you can go ahead and grab yourself a copy of the preview edition rather than waiting till the end of the Kickstarter. I made that available. Have fun. There's some graphic, you know, you get to see some of his graphic stuff in there. Some of it's mine that he just said, yeah, that looks okay. <laughs> he gave me the thumbs up. So there you go. Cool. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com, at NerdBurgerShow on the Twitters and the Facebook. I'm at Mike. He's at Craig. I was pointing at me and then him. <laughs> And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about GameStuff, drivethroughrpg.com after the Kickstarter in order to buy GameStuff. Right now, if you want GameStuff, go to the Kickstarter, Capers Kickstarter, because Murders and Acquisitions is an add-on. You can get both games for a sweet deal. Go over to Kickstarter, back Capers. Make me happy. And? Happier. And? Does anybody find you somewhere? Oh, no, you can't find me anywhere. No, um... (laughs) After, you'll you'll see after this podcast he's just going to disappear. He, he didn't bring a car. Did you look outside? There's no car. He just materialized. Mm-hmm. Nice. My nickname is Presto on the Kickstarter. That's true. I will vanish without a trace. No, my uh, my Twitter handle is at O N S T G E. There you go. Cool. That's everything. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike, Craig, and Owen become blood brothers, excellent musicians, and start a jazz band, because Mike's got a drum kit now! So let's hear a little rhythm over there, Mike. No one said it would be a good jazz band. I'm worried about how much blood I might have to give for this. Can't do both of those things at the same time. That, that's going to be a problem as a drummer. <laughs> you have to do a bunch of things at the same time. No, play the drums and raise the volume. Oh well, you could. I was just, supposed to. You could gently just... come back up. Well, you bailed because you were making me play the drums. I didn't make you do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I suggested. Folks, it. I saw the gun. It was made. <laughs> Thanks. You suggested it. Yes, with your hypnosis. That's a superpower in the game. Is it? Yup.